Hey everybody and welcome to episode 17 of Night and Day Podcast. We are your hosts PJ and Alana and this is episode 17. Did I miss 16? Uh, Probably. (laughs) I feel like every time you say it we skip some. I feel like every time I say it you're like holy fuck I don't know where I'm living. Sweet 16. I forget that one. 16 was done. 17. Gone. All right. 17 we're 17. On. Here we are, episode 17, and today is a really special episode. It's a special episode for a couple of different reasons. Number one, we get a really great interview. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, we have a really awesome surprise for all of our listeners, um, but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. It's it's an awesome surprise. Okay. It's well, pretty it's, cool. It's more awesome for us. Well, uh, yeah. Than our sure. listeners. They're like, what are we getting? All right, well, yeah, but still, it's, I think it's awesome. You win a car. No, you yeah, don't. No, you don't no. win a car. We, yeah, we don't have enough money It's for super car, awesome so. for us, though. But yeah, it's totally <clears throat> awesome for us. Um, we're not going to tell you 100% about what it is yet. We'll play that interview, and you'll get a sense for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your week? Anything exciting? <laughs> I know you hate when I come to you with that. I know. What? Nothing exciting. No? Just Christmas. Oh, good God. stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Christmas is good. Yep. Socializing. Totally. Might have been socializing before this <laughs> podcast. Totally. I may sound a little slurred tonight because I might have had mm, two beers. Uh, what else? A Manhattan. Six packs of smokes. <laughs> two turtlenecks and a beer. And a tree. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. We hey, Hoser. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> I love that song just to say that. So yeah, we're we're at a we're at the Camerons tonight and having a couple of drinks and yeah, here we are. Family fun. Yeah, for sure. A lot of fun. What was that game we were playing? Was that like Xbox? Uh, was that an Xbox game? Yes. That was fun. It was fun. <laughs> we totally smashed those kids. Yeah, we destroyed the kids. <laughs> four adults versus four kids. Take we that. Their ass. Drop the mic. It was awesome. See you later, bitches. Chopping onions, making soup. I don't know what that was. Who knows? I'm like, X, X, X. No, press A. I don't know. We kicked their asses, though, (laughs) bitches. You better learn how to compete. Okay, I think we might need to tone this That's a little crazy. Um, So, yeah, so week's been just busy, you know, leading up. But back to the gym. Oh, thank God. It was so good. Yeah, for sure. Three days at the Mm -hmm. gym this week. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was a good week at the gym. It was. Community class yep. was a oh, it was a grinder. It was. It was really good. <sighs> Unexpected, yeah. but super yep. fun. Yeah. Super fun. Um, yeah. Looking forward to January competition, Battle of the Basin. Battle, Battle of, the of the Basin. Basin. Yeah. Uh, bar down. Bar down. CrossFit bar down. CrossFit Basin View mm-hmm. and Osprey Athletics. Mm-hmm. Three uh, CrossFit boxes in Bedford, Nova Scotia, going head to head. One workout at each gym throughout the day. Final uh, workout at Osprey Athletics, which is our home gym. Mm-hmm. And we are going to kick some ass mm-hmm. on all of those gyms participating. So it should be fun. Yeah, it's 
gonna yeah. be a good time. It's gonna be good. We haven't competed, or I guess I did um, the fall classic, kind yeah. of. I shouldn't yeah. have. I was injured, but that's right. Um, Moncton. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Something I like things to look forward to. Goals. Goals. Yep. Little things I can check off Hashtag on my list. Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Um, so this week we were lucky enough to sit down with a good friend of ours, uh, John Saint-Amand. Uh, Remember when I used to call him, when I didn't know, and Jeff corrected me, Saint Armand. Saint Armand. <laughs> Armand. Uh, <laughs> way, way back. Saint like, Armand. Saint Armand. And Jeff was like, it's just Saint Amand. I'm like, there's no R in there. Yeah, but everybody at the gym too is kind of like we're up in the air. His name is J E A N. So Jean. Sorry, J E A N. That's and what you so, said. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of <laughs> trailed J-E-A-N. off. J E A N. No, yeah. wait. J E A N. It was my it was my boozy N. So I was like, <laughs> um, anyway. So his name is J E A N, and half <laughs> the people go Jean, Jean, and other people go John, and so none of us are really sure what his fucking name is. <laughs> I think some people know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know it's not Armand. That's true. <laughs> so it's Amon. So our, our good friend from the gym, uh, John St. Amand, uh, he wears multiple hats. He is a, first off, uh, dad, husband, CrossFitter. Um, but most importantly, he, in his business life, he runs a marketing company. Um, and that's kind of the exciting news, and you'll hear about that in the interview. Um, John helped us out with a couple of things uh, for Night and Day Podcast, um, and he is a great CrossFit coach mm-hmm. um, at our gym. He really has taken on the master's class, which is 35-plus class, um, does all the programming. You know, It's a pretty full class on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. and you'll hear about that in the interview. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, lastly, he runs the Box Jumper podcast. So if you have yet to listen to it, um, check it out uh, on all your pod- podcast platforms. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> You're struggling. Woo! Uh, so uh, listen to his podcast, uh, Box Jumper podcast. Um, it's good stuff. So let's, let's roll it right into that. <laughs> <laughs> let's roll into John's interview. Um, so without further ado, here is our interview with John St. Amand, QB Marketing, CrossFit Coach, Box Jumper Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. That, that was not appropriate. <laughs> you can cut all that out. All right. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, we have our special guest here today, uh, a good friend of ours from, first off, from the gym, uh, as well as just a good friend in our personal lives. We have John Sainamon here. Uh, he is the, oh Jesus, he wears a lot of hats. He is uh, a marketing professional. Uh, what do you, what's your sort of, what's your job title? <laughs> uh, officially on my card, I've got, I, I'm a marketing quarterback. Okay, marketing quarterback for QB Marketing, which is an awesome name for, for a company. Um, so he does uh, graphic design, things like that. Does a whole host of stuff for, uh, for his clients. Uh, but he's also a CrossFit coach at our gym, um, and uh, he has the Box Jumper website, uh, blog uh, site, as well as the Box Jumper podcast. So welcome to our podcast, John. Um, I had the pleasure of doing yours um, 
a few weeks Probably, ago. Yeah, now, a few yeah. weeks ago, episode eight. Uh, yeah. So if you want to go check it out, the Box Jumper podcast, uh, I was happy to be uh, a guest on his po- on his show, um, and we're happy to have you here. And we're here for, uh, I guess, a, an exciting reason for uh, from our perspective. Um, we are launching a new logo. Um, the Night and Day Podcast. We reached out to John a little while ago, and uh, we asked him if he would help us kind of come up with a des- new design. Um, did you bring it up? No, you didn't. No, I got sidetracked. Sorry, I don't remember what I was looking up, but it wasn't that. So first off, thank you. Um, You're it's welcome. awesome. Um, we're really pleased with the design, and uh, we're gonna for for all the listeners out there, we're gonna actually launch it in correspondence with this uh, with this podcast. So when we launch the podcast, we'll put it up on our on all our socials. Uh, we'll change everything up. You'll see the, be able to see the new logo. So go check it out on all of our socials. So uh, give us a little bit of a background on how you got started in the marketing business and kind of getting into these kinds of uh, these jobs. Yeah, well, I, I, did, uh, I did a somewhat traditional route, at least as, as far as getting into marketing was concerned. I mean, I, I did business school at Dow, and I always had a, an interest in messaging, in communications. Yep. And so I, I found myself gravitating towards that kind of naturally in school anyway. Yep. Um, you know, every time I handed in an assignment, it looked like it had been published. It, it, it had a certain air about it. And, yeah. and so that, that was something that <laughs> That I guy just... that everybody hated. Yeah, oh, exactly. John. Yeah. John's passing and he sees mine's yeah. on a shitty like, coffee-stained <laughs> piece of paper and his is all bound nicely and well presented. Yeah, yeah. It looks like <laughs> Tolkien's novel or something. Awesome. I mean, That's good. So I, I always wrapped presentation around my message. And so to me, that was... I, I was just attracted to that, and so when I when I went to business school, um, you know the accounting and and some of the more nuts and bolts stuff of, of what what you have to take when you're when you're doing a BCom, uh, you know I did well in it. I mean it, there was nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't particularly exciting to me. I, I liked the things that were a little bit more subjective. You got to be a little bit more creative. I yep. mean creativity and accounting is bad. Creativity and marketing <laughs> is good. So yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. I, I saw that as as a better fit. So. Right. I found myself leaning more towards those courses in the limited flexibility that we had to choose our own. And then when I finally finished, um, I couldn't get a job here. Um, you know, trying to get a job as a grad in, in Halifax was difficult. So yeah. I, I wound up going to Toronto and I wound up uh, in a marketing position in a technology company there. Okay. And thus began this uh, inadvertent specialization in working in technology as it relates to marketing. Okay. Um, you know, the, the company that I worked for there was into virtual private networking stuff, like bank level encryption. So, you know, not only did I have to write things that communicated something, but yeah. I had to communicate fairly complex ideas mm-hmm. in with visuals and with short phrases, things that decision makers can understand, but the networking engineers could understand as well. Right. So that bridging that technology and, and messaging and marketing side of things was something that came naturally okay. to me. And after a year in Toronto, I got hired by an ad agency here. And okay. a couple years into that, I, I had put in about four or five years worth of time in a two-year span because they just chew through their employees as far as the the amount of time that they apply in in a day and so i decided i'd venture off on my own and start my own company cool so yeah so that was really the beginning of qb marketing you just said you know what i'm tired of working for the man i need to go sort of be my own boss do my own thing you had started from scratch no clients really just kind of felt 
I had I had one client on day one uh, that I still have today, and I was actually talking to an hour ago. Awesome. Um, a, a very good friend of mine, um, a cosmetic surgeon in California. Okay. Um, Canadian trained doctor. Yeah. Um, he was an ENT. Um, grew up in Montreal, trained in Toronto, and then went to California to do his residencies, and um, shifted into facial plastics uh, okay. at the time. And he's. Uh, a world-renowned surgeon, and I've been working with him uh, since the very first day that I had my own company. He was he was using the other company that you were working for, and then just as you spun off, you kind of no. Him coincidentally, hits. he was he was uh, childhood buddies with the vice president at the agency that I was working for at the okay. time. And around the time that I had decided to tender my resignation and start my own company, yeah. they had been just talking generally. They, they they were in good close contact at the time. Yeah. And uh, he, he said, look, you know, I'm a stone's throw from Silicon Valley. I'm, I'm looking for some help in, in marketing and IT and somebody to help me with my web presence. Believe yep. it or not, even in 2000, he had a website. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and he wanted some help. And, and he asked the, the VP, a, a friend of mine, Bruce, um, who would you suggest I talk to? Do you guys do this stuff? And he goes, well, the guy that ran that department up until about five minutes ago just quit. Right. <laughs> and so he introduced us. Awesome. Uh, so I wound up doing some work for him right away, and I've been working with him ever since. Cool. And the technology and the messaging has changed a lot in the last 20 years. But, right. You know, it's awesome. good. And he's been a guest on your podcast as he well. He has, yeah, on uh, oh, episode three or four. Okay. Um, Dr. Stanley Jacobs, um, renowned surgeon in uh, the Bay Area in San Francisco. Um, his office is actually about an hour north of San Francisco. He's got an office in San Francisco proper, but that he only goes to like once a week to do consultations. Yeah. The real magic happens in his Healdsburg office, okay. which is about an hour north of there. And he does facial plastic surgery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So facelifts, uh, nose jobs, ear, ear work, all basically from the neck up, he does that kind of work. <laughs> and you're doing his promotional stuff, his marketing yeah. stuff? Interesting. God love the technology that lets that happen. I don't have to live in Healdsburg to be able to work with him. Right. Um, and I mean, to his credit, he's, he's been very good about the fact that that distance doesn't wind up becoming hindrance. Sure. There's been the odd occasion where I've just been like, damn it, I wish I was there. Right. But for the most part, um, no, it's, it's a really, it's a collaborative partnership. We talk on a regular basis, determine what direction to take for his messaging. And, cool. you know, there are other players on the marketing team within his office that, that all contribute to the discussions, yep. um, and then you know when when something comes up that needs a needs either to be written or to be designed. More often than not, I'm the one that's working on it with him. He's a CrossFitter as well. He's he gotten is. into CrossFit. At, I don't know when approximately, but well, last, since you last guys, November. Okay, yeah. since you guys have known each other, has it been has it been your influence to get him involved in CrossFit? And we'll talk a little bit more about CrossFit your specifically. But, yes. Okay. Um, he. He was a very fit guy the whole time I knew him anyway. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he always did, you know, he was involved in Taekwondo with both of his boys. Okay. He's, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's a Montreal-born guy, so he's an avid hockey player. Right. Uh, he still plays hockey down there um, and, you know, usually plays with guys 20 years younger than him and right. still winds up skating circles around them. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, he was always in really good shape. He had a personal trainer. Um, and the last time that I went down, I, I, I go down there fairly regularly to, to visit in person. Um, and the last time I was down there, um, I was, I can't remember. I think I had my L1 at the time, but it, I hadn't had it long. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I was already, I drank the Kool-Aid for sure. Right. And so um, 
he took me to his gym where his personal trainer did a very CrossFit like thing. It was yep. it was a very cool environment where it was almost like a steampunk version of CrossFit mm-hmm. where the guy made his own equipment. Mm-hmm. It was all like he was a welder. Right. So he made <laughs> he made his own sleds. Awesome. He had all this weird gear. Yeah. Uh, and and like uh, it, there were cargo nets that went 30 feet in the air and and Ooh, you, you posted was, pictures of yeah. that stuff that's really cool it was a wild environment yeah. very large space yeah. and very very cool environment to work out in and it was hard it was yeah. damn hard yeah uh and it was it was very much like crossfit it was the, the short little intervals of of a whole bunch of different stuff cool um but there was the one thing that for me was missing was there was no observable measurable repeatable stuff okay mm-hmm. Um, and so that during that same trip, um, I took Stan with me to a couple of, well, I, I took him to one specific CrossFit gym that was very nearby yep. to where his office was. Um, I visited a couple more while I was down there as well. Yeah. And in the visit that we, that we, uh, that we went, it, he really liked the fact that, you know, everything was measured. You know, he saw that. Uh, it, it was very much like the structure that we have at our gym where, yeah. you know, there was a weightlifting component and it was expressed as a percentage of your one rep max for that mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. And then there was an AMRAP for so many minutes and, and that sort of thing. And so he really, he liked the fact that it had something like, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's a doctor, he's a mm-hmm. scientist. Right. So, and he does a lot of research as a cosmetic surgeon as well. Sure. So that, that scientific approach to measurement and repeatability and being able to to point at results over time and say that you've gotten stronger, you've gotten better, you've gotten faster, fitter. You know, he, he really seemed to respond to that. So cool. it was only a couple months later that he wound up signing up at one of the gyms that I had visited down there because he had asked me, like, you visited a few. Which yeah, one would which you one recommend would you I should go check out? Right. I said, well, I went to all these ones, but the one that I know that's near you and I thought had really great people and you'd probably fit right in right out of the gate. Yeah go there yeah. so CrossFit Northgate is where he's going and his trainer Ryan who was also on the podcast yeah, with right. him yeah um you know the, the, he's been a part of the community there since November last year he did awesome. the open um that that following February so cool. I guess he's he's just past the one year mark now awesome that's great so uh speaking of sort of drinking the Kool-Aid let's let's sort of rewind a little bit where did your story start with CrossFit? Like, where? How did you get involved? Um, what was it about CrossFit that drew you in initially? And then once you got in, it's obviously grown significantly from there. We'll, we'll come up on that a little bit. But yeah. tell us where? How did you get started with it? Well, I, I dipped my toe into it um, a little earlier than um, than when I, I last jumped in and actually stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think like a lot of people, I had heard that you should kind of check it out. I had heard various different things. I had heard about people being injured and that sort of thing. So I, was, I wasn't really sure if it was the right fit because I'm not an especially competitive... Well, okay, I am a competitive <laughs> guy. I'm not, I'm, not naturally, I'm not naturally an athlete, I guess, is, okay. is what I was thinking. So I, 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 Hey, that's a good explanation because I would agree with that too because that would be my mentality. Yeah. I'm not out to kill somebody and beat their ass in, in the gym, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I might think that in my head. I just know I'm not capable of it. <laughs> so, you know, the the notion of you know getting uber fit, it was very attractive to me because I did uh, several years in martial arts. I was pretty good at it. Um, I got my black belt and was progressing very well. And then career and life and family wound up getting in the way, and, yep. the, and the class schedule was relatively rigid, and so I wasn't able to stick with it. And I had been searching for a really long time to find something to replace that element in my life. Yeah. That, and 
the 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 relative solitude or or the individual performance of martial arts within a collaborative community that, mm-hmm. that's supportive that was something I really missed from those days right. and, and I went looking for it and I just I couldn't quite find it I you know I, I did running room clinics for a while and I that sort of fit but I felt like I was getting weaker even though I was getting fitter okay. uh, because I was running distance and yeah. so mm-hmm. I was actually peeling off muscle mm-hmm. um, while losing body fat and I, and I so I felt myself kind of dwindling away here so I, I heard about CrossFit. I knew there were a couple of gyms in Bedford. I went and checked out a couple and, and just got a sense of what it was like. And I enjoyed it, but I didn't really... The spark wasn't there. There, right. there just there wasn't wasn't something to really keep me there. Yep. And then Rob and Tisha started. Um, you know, uh, the, the box had originally opened. They started probably six months before I did. And they both started at <clears throat> the original box yeah. that we're at now, that they are now current owners with. Yeah. They started there together, correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it was something like, I don't know, February or March or something like that. And uh, at that time, that were you still year. living in the neighborhood with them? or was I, this had, I had just, just prior to away. that, moved to my okay. new neighborhood. Still connected with oh, them yeah. as, as close friends and I was still Hell, I think that particular year, I was still hopping in the car, driving over to the old street, parking, and then a couple of us neighbors were going out for a run together right. at like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, we were, we were fairly tight-knit. And um, Tisha, in particular, because she was one of my running partners, was talking about CrossFit and, and yeah. the fact that she had started this this fitness regimen that she felt was making mm-hmm. real gains. And yeah. I could I could see, I mean, for one thing, she knew that I was fairly competitive because every time we would go out running, despite the fact that we went out initially as like a group of four or five, yeah. it, we'd wind up kind of cleaving off into <laughs> these two little groups. Yeah. And Tisha and I would wind up a little bit ahead of the others and, right. you know, just bombing it down a long straightaway and right. pushing mm-hmm. each other harder and harder and harder until we, thank God, finally hit a red light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to catch my breath. Yeah. Um, and so when she started talking to me about it, I, I kind of got it and I, I started looking into it a little bit more and then I decided to come uh, try a class. For, I mean, I was introduced through a Groupon, um, mm-hmm. yep. which, you know, I know... So a lot yeah, of us who started that yeah, way. Yeah, there were a lot of us yeah. that started that way. Because, I mean, it was a pretty low-risk way to try it yeah. mm-hmm. um, financially. I mean, it was it was like hardly any commitment. Um, it was fairly cheap, and it was unlimited for three months. I figure mm-hmm. after three months, if, if I don't have a good sense of whether I want to stay, yeah. then I'm done. Absolutely. Uh, I was hooked after a month, though, right. if mm-hmm. it even took that long. No, I don't think... Knowing your personality, uh, <laughs> I don't think it would have taken that long. I you think know, you got into it pretty quick. Yeah, it was it was pretty easy to see that um, it, it started to feel very much like my old karate days. Right. Um, you know, everybody was really supportive, um, but you had no dependence on someone else, like a team sport, to be able right. to perform. Yep. The performance was just entirely up to you and what you sucked out of the energy in the room. Yep. Um, and I like that. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I have a tendency to, to go uh, relatively hard out of the gate as much as I can. I mean, I, you know, I walked in feeling like I was fit and then I got beat to hell after the first couple of uh, classes. Yeah. I remember barely being able to walk down a set of stairs, <laughs> trying to sit down or God forbid get up from the toilet yeah. was mm-hmm. agony because my legs were on fire like, from the 200 I, I walking lunges. I finally understand why they have rails in bathrooms. Yeah. Like, yeah, I folks. need to get myself up out of here somehow. Yeah. I thought for sure yeah. I was going to pull down the, the towel rack yeah. trying to get totally. off the toilet. Yeah. 
We've all been it, there. It was rough. So yeah. the first couple of weeks, my body did not adjust especially quickly. But, you know, the unlimited thing, I, I was bound and determined to get as much out of it as I could in those three mm. months of unlimited. So sure. I went every goddamn day. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that was a good idea. I, I, I think I now have a better sense of how to gauge how much effort to put in week to week right. so that I don't wind up in that situation. But sure. it took me a little while to learn those lessons. Yeah. Fortunately, those are lessons that I'm now trying to impart on the others that I'm now responsible for coaching. That's right. And that leads us into how, how long into it did you end up deciding to go and do your level one? Uh, it was about a year. Okay. Um, although, if Tisha had... Tisha told me on day one that she thought that I would wind up wanting to become a coach. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she was, I think, at the time that she had that conversation with me was probably six months after I had started. Okay. And she was already either about to do her L1 or had just done her L1 at okay. that point. Okay, yeah. Um, and I knew a little bit about what the program was because they have their, their entire training manual for the mm -hmm. L1 online. Yeah. You know, it's like 300 pages in PDF form that you can download, print out, mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty comprehensive. Um, and so, you know, I gave it some serious thought. I didn't really have a sense of whether or not I wanted to be at the front of a room yet because uh, I did not feel like I was athletic enough to do that. But, Interesting. you know, um, the previous box owner pulled me aside and said, look, you know, if you decide you want to do it, um, it's good knowledge to have as an athlete whether you intend to coach or not. Sure. Uh, it's a lot of money to drop on just knowledge. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is. But, um, you know, it was one of those things that I decided I, I thought I'd at least try. And, you know, he, he had also told me that, you know, you don't have to be the best athlete in the world to coach. I mean, just look how many people coach that don't look anything like an athlete. They understand yep. the movements. Mm -hmm. They know how to teach. Yep. And they know how to lead a class. Right. And leadership is something that has never been uh, very far away from my head. So. That's right. Um, I figured, yeah, okay, I, I can fake it for a while, and then eventually I'll become the no, athlete. No, but you've that been good at it right out of the gates. You know, we I think the one time, the first time that when we kind of started to get to know you, I played flag football with you up on the field one one New Year's oh, Eve or yeah. New Year's Day, I think it was. Tucker yeah. came up with us, and he, you know, was getting. He was kicking our asses, but I met you that day, and I, I thought to myself, okay, you know, he's an athlete, athletic guy. Um, but I think what I really realized, you know, you could be a good coach is when I saw you do uh, the speech at your dad's, uh, the lung run, um, that oh, first yeah. time that we ever went. And we've talked yeah. about this a couple mm -hmm. of times since then, where we're just like, John is just so comfortable talking in news? front of a group. You mean? No, no. Oh. Like, he was up on the stage. And he was just like, hey, everybody, thank you for coming. And mm -hmm. just, you know, you didn't have a script in your hand. You just... You're just a guy that can oh, no. kind of flow with the, script, the, with the script conversation. script is the enemy for me. I, oh, if for I try sure. to follow it, I, I get even worse off course than <laughs> if I just don't write anything down. Yeah. So I think, you know, to, to say that, you know, being in front of a class, I think is a really super comfortable pl place for you. Yeah. You kind of settle in, you're real easy, you grab everybody's attention and you command that attention because of the type of personality that you do have. You're easy to easy to just kind of boom it out there and say, hey guys, this is what I need you to do. So that's one of the things that we've noticed. And, and so since becoming a coach, you've kind of focused your time uh, on most of the classes, but you really narrowed yourself in on the master's class. So yeah. what, 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 what prompted you to do that, number one? Number two, do you like that? Is it, is it a different horse than it, than the regular classes? Like, what are, what are your what are the differences in your mind? Yeah, well, it so well the masters thing came um, fairly naturally um, in the end. That was it, it. Partly came from the previous box owner 
suggesting, hey, what if, if, you know, I, I had suggested to him at the time that maybe a master's program would be a good thing to run. Yep. Um, and just to just to give the older athletes, I mean, using air quotes on that one for sure, because nobody that nobody that's thirty five and up considers themselves older. That's right, we're not old. But the first time you do Fran next to a twenty year old yes. that's in relatively good shape, yeah. you feel the difference. Yes, and you certainly feel the difference the next day. Yes. Um, so you know the idea of being in a, in a room full of people that are um, you know at least have some common sensibility about what their priorities are um, from the workout. Yes. Um, that was something that, that I thought kind of made sense. And that was my introduction to the, the coaching environment. That was right out of the gate. That was the first thing that I was told I could, I could handle. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that I was going to do programming for it as well. I just thought, okay, there's going to be a, a program. And even if we just did the regular track, but it was almost like uh, just just a subset of the overall group. Just anybody in this particular class is going to be 35 and up. Yeah. And it just means that we're not scale the work. Yeah. Either we scale it or yeah. or you know we do a little bit of extra mobility before we get started and we right. shave off a little bit of time somewhere else in the class in gotcha. order to maintain the, the one hour intent. Yeah. Um, and then uh, right out of the gate, I wound up being asked to do the programming for it as well. Right. Um, and so and. It, that actually helped a little because trying to get, you know, the programming for the gym um, for the past three years is, has been consistently coming from one very experienced person. Yep. And the, the challenge there is that he programs for that full hour. And so, you know, to try to pull extra time out of what's programmed in order to build in additional time specifically for mobility was a challenge. And yep. so being able to architect programming that allows for that amount of time to be taken out of class and prioritize that mobility and activation um, just kind of made sense so then I had to start doing some research what what do we have to do that's going to be a little bit different you right know, we're certainly not going to be one rep maxing hardly ever if it ever comes up right I wanted whatever I programmed to complement the regular programming so it didn't fly in the face of what was going on in any given right. week because we were only going to do it two days a week and that meant everybody else is going to wind up doing other classes during the week as well mm -hmm. so I, I can't think there's a, for, man, correct me if I'm wrong yeah. I don't think a lot of your master's class athletes and your class is consistently full and it's the same faces on a regular basis pretty often yeah. I don't see them all that often in the regular classes no. not as often I think some of them some of them definitely go to at least one other class a week right and sometimes it's a CrossFit class, yep. and a few of them actually are regulars in the, in the beginner weight, weightlifting, weightlifting right. program. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, weightlifting. Yeah, which is good because, and that that the beginner weightlifting program is very rarely any less than three reps of anything either. Right. Um, and so, I mean, that's that's where the the difference probably lies principally is the the level of intensity or the the number of times per week that you really push yourself to the absolute limit mm -hmm. um, is far less frequent. For a master's athlete, it kind of yeah. has to be because we just need more time to recover. Yeah, um, and that I learned the hard way myself <laughs> by the sure. fact that I was programming for masters, but I was not adhering to masters programming. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I was sore kind of all the time. Um, so it, now that I've now that I've been doing the masters programming for this long, and I and I understand that a little bit better, I'm actually managing my own workouts a little bit Good. better in the regular classes. Yeah. 
um, scaling weights um, in a given week in order to control that and, and dropping the level of intensity, focusing on fitness or, fo or flipping between um, certain priorities. Like uh, it's one of the things that I try to, to do is really focus on the mechanics of all of the movements far mm -hmm. more so than I ever did before. Right. Um, I've always been pretty good at the technical side. I, I'm a person that, that learns better by doing it in a, in a particularly proficient way. And then, then I build up speed because I just don't have the stamina to be able to do things fast right out of the gate unless yeah. I'm doing them right. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, going in that direction just came naturally. And so now with the programming, the way that I'm running it um, currently, everybody gets an opportunity to do a little bit of skill work in, in most classes a little bit of strength work and a little bit of metabolic work uh, and you cap that well really you bookend it with a little bit of mobility work mobility um, stuff, yeah. and, and activation um, it works well like tonight's class we did a quite a bit of mo mobility that was specifically geared towards the workout that we were about to do um, we did you know five sets of three of overhead squat building to a heavy three but not a prescribed weight yeah mm -hmm. um, then we spent 12 minutes basically playtime in gymnastic work okay. um, skill building so originally I was going to do three different uh, components and we only wound up doing two because everybody was spending a little bit more time on certain things and so we did a little bit of rope climb technique and we did some kipping work cool and then we finished with a metabolic conditioning workout for seven minutes. So awesome. I like that idea great. of building to heavy in Chris Spieler's podcast. What's that called? The Icon, Icon, Icon athlete. athlete. Yeah. So they kind of talk about that, like, you know, yeah, here's the RX, but like heavy, does it feel heavy? Like that's yeah. what you should be, you know, not everybody should be looking at the prescription on the board mm -hmm. and kind of working towards that. Like, you know, go heavy and you know, if you're lifting heavy or you're not right. But it, yeah if you're trying to work towards that goal that's kind of unachievable for your level at that yeah. given time, which a lot of us are very stubborn, <laughs> i.e. As you point me. at yourself. Yeah. You, you and can't I'm help like, it be I'm, that way. I'm just going to do RX. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Right? In my mind, I'm like, it's RX or it's nothing. Right. And yeah. So, but I've been like you, and sometimes that comes with injury and maxing out your physio. And Cairo and massage <laughs> in a year. Yeah. You're like, hmm, there might be something to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They had a recent episode, him and Doug, where they, they talked a lot about just do what you can. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you don't have to go out there and you're not computing. None of us are going to the games. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not like we are doing this to prolong our lives. The longevity right. game is what we're in this for. But still yeah. push yourself. Like, don't yeah, be like, absolutely. oh, I got a twinge. Like, are right. you injured? No. Then, you, you then know, work you through put, it. Exactly. Put in the work. But, yeah, totally. You know. So I, th I think there is something to be said. And I think we, we need to push that on the master's athlete to just go, just understand that any movement is good movement, right? Yeah. You don't have to go into the gym and you don't have to grab the 53 or the 70-pound kettlebell. No. Kettlebell swings. Three See, of us sometimes were... I have to grab that 53. <laughs> I know. And you, last night you were, we're you're, only doing you were yellow. frowning at us going, oh, you're only doing fucking yellow? Like, yes, we're only doing yellow. Because I was going to pick up the green. We're working shoulder injuries right now that we're trying know, to get through. I know, all three of us. That's why right. I was like, all right, all three I'll of us, the yellow. All fucking yellow swinging. Then I kicked your butts. So you I'm did, glad I took the yellow. It was good. Uh, I want to talk a little bit now about uh, box jumper. Where did it? Where did that concept come from? How early on into the whole CrossFit world did you start 
Because I know you start those little seeds and then you mm. just start building on them because that's that's your profession. That's what yeah. you do. You got to kind of get an idea. And we see it at the gym all the time. Listen, full disclosure, John does some fucking amazing marketing stuff for our gym. And, you know, Rob and Tisha rely on him a lot. You know, you and I work the social media stuff together. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're always trying to kind of... We want to try to be elite. We want to be the best that we can possibly be as a community, yeah. as a group, and we want to provide them with the, the best opportunity to make their box shine out of all of the ones in the local region. Yeah. Um, where did Box Jumper? Where did it start in your brain? And how? Where, it's evolved. Yeah. I know you started off with one concept and then switched it up a little bit. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, originally I came up with the box jumper idea as uh, sort of a traveling blog. So uh, I guess it originally started because I was going to, I deliberately decided I was going to go visit all the boxes that I could. Yeah. And then write about my experience and talk about how the boxes are the same, how the boxes are different. Well, Travel is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, you know, I realized, like, doing it purely by visiting local boxes uh, was going to have its limits because there's only, what, we're at 13 in the province mm -hmm. now. And right. there's still three I haven't visited yet. Right. Uh, and, you know, I travel for work, but it's the same destinations every time. So mm -hmm. I've got a limited number of places that I could possibly go without hopping in a rental car and traveling well out of my way to, yep. to go visit. So the idea of visiting boxes had uh, some limitations, but that was the original premise, was jump from box to box and talk about the experience and yep. talk about mm -hmm. what makes the community great and how And you did that initially. I, I, I remember did. I, I, I wrote I, quite a few. I jumped in early and I saw a couple of your blog posts and I read, the, I read through them. I was like, oh man, this sounds like a really fucking cool idea, yeah. you know, because reading them I was like oh like because I had no experience we had only ever been to one box before mm -hmm. and if anything all it did was motivate us when mm -hmm. when you first started to go hey, well, why don't we we go on a hockey family tournament vacation or a hockey tournament like, Where, yeah. where's the CrossFit box yeah let's go yeah. look at a box and let's go somewhere else I would argue that box jumper the website boxjumper.ca made us go hmm, we should probably check out some other boxes so you start off with the blog posts. You didn't get to a lot of them because, again, your destinations were always similar. Or yeah, I know. started peppering in other stuff. Like yeah. I, I wrote like reviews of products that I had bought and, yeah. and tried and tested and that sort of thing. Even yeah. that was only going to go so far because, again, funds. Like, how many different sure. products am I going to buy? Right. Um, yeah. And so then I then I I started toying with the idea of maybe turning it into virtual visits. So I was going to start by interviewing other box owners from elsewhere. But then I realized, like, the stories are going to be very, very similar. Right. So I'm still going to do that, ultimately, because I do have some box uh, owners that I plan to talk to because their experiences are a little bit different or they're doing something a little bit different in the community. But yeah. then I thought, well, screw it. Why don't I just turn it into more of a pseudo-journalistic effort and talk to people about different topics that yeah. are related to CrossFit but not necessarily 100% CrossFit. For sure. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to people about diet and I've talked to people about um, orthotics and I've talked to people yeah. about different areas that are at least somewhat related. Um, people that are in the CrossFit community would find interesting, but it's not always going to be explicitly 100% CrossFit all yeah. the time. Yeah. 
Um, and so far it's gone well. I mean, the biggest challenge that I've had is that once I identify a topic, I wind up having to spend a fair bit of time researching it so I don't feel like a complete idiot when I'm talking mm -hmm. to them. Which, hey, man, you do a fucking awesome job with that. Like, <laughs> Thanks. your intros, I'm just like, fuck, I don't, our, our podcast <laughs> is not that. Your intro is so succinct. It's so much just sort of research and detail that goes ah, into it. Bullshit. I'm just like, holy fuck. Five but again, minutes before ours, we're like, do you, do do you have, have you thought about what we're going to talk about? Gonna talk? No, no, now we're, we're good. It's okay. We just fly by the fucking seat of our pants all the time. Anyway, sometimes it's entertaining. Sometimes we come Not off so going, much. holy fuck, that was terrible. And there's been a couple that we've just pitched completely and you spent 45 minutes talking and then go, this is fucking shit. We're not listening to any of it. But that's, that's one thing about you that I've always known. And again, looking at your programming, all the things that you do, your, your sort of approach to CrossFit has always been know as much as you can about a specific topic and then go talk to somebody about it. Even my experience talking to you, I was just like, holy fuck, like you took some time to really kind of figure this shit out. I read every page of the LifeMark website. Right. There you go. So oh God. figured out as you much as you could. You know more about him than I do. That's right. Figured out as much as you could and then said, okay, now I'm going to go talk to this guy. And what, what, what's, what's awesome about that though is it instantly put me at ease you know, so I will say you are an excellent interviewer. When I've sat and listened to all of your uh, podcast episodes, I'm just like, man, that what a perfect timing on that question. And you know, the way that you put yeah. them all together, I'm like, oh, that's you're good at it. You're very good at it. I, I try to be as as responsive as I can to the people that I'm talking to. Yeah. And you know, I, for me, it's it's just a matter of diving into what I'm interested in. So for sure, you know, there have been times where I've I've had pretty detailed notes about what I wanted to ask and I blew away half of it because something they said sparked an idea. We went down a completely different rabbit hole that yep. I was not expecting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I think so far anyway, it's gone well. I mean, the, the biggest challenge is because it's so time-consuming to um, get my head around what we're going to talk about and line up the guest and, and then get ready for the interview, do the interview, edit I mean, I do relatively little editing in the grand scheme of things. I mean, sure. I, I try to make it a, a one long conversation start to finish. Yeah. And then just bookend it with an intro and outro. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, the more the more I dive into this, the more I realize if, if I tried to do them more often than once a month, I don't know if I could do as good a job mm -hmm. with them. Right. Um, I'd like to get them more often than that. I just don't know if I have the capacity when, you know, I've still got my job and I'm yeah. coaching four times a week and right. I've got kids stuff to deal with and I've Absolutely. got a wife at home wondering what the hell I'm doing in the basement talking to a microphone. And, you what know, are you, who's so, talking to you down there? <laughs> Shut up. Don't worry about it. Recording, <laughs> Gavin. Uh, you know, so I, I, I'd love to be able to do it more often. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm also worried that I'll exhaust my potential topics. Um, right. I don't know how realistic that is because, I mean, the CrossFit community is just so dynamic. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be somebody interesting to yes. talk to. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, I'm trying to vary the topics from yep. time to time. And I, I've got a laundry list of ideas of w people that I'd like to talk to or yep. directions mm -hmm. that I'd like to take with it. But, you know, some of it is subject to opportunity, too, yeah. and, and who I wind up being introduced to at any mm -hmm. given moment. Yeah. Awesome, man. Literally, so for, for the listeners out there, if you haven't yet uh, checked it out, go uh, download the Box Jumper podcast on all of your uh, podcast platforms, iTunes. Give them a listen. Listen to episode eight. That's a good <laughs> one. Uh, uh, certainly lots of great topics there for you to listen to. Uh, get a real good interest, uh, interesting sort of perspective of CrossFit from different lifestyles. There's all kinds of really cool people. 
um, that you've had an opportunity to um, to interview and, and talk to over the course of, uh, of the episodes that you've done. Um, all right, now we're going to just switch gears a little bit just before we uh, wrap things up today. Um, we do a fun thing on our night and day podcast uh, every week uh, called the night and day rapid fire. So we're going to we're gonna hit you up with the night and day rapid fire. Oh, I get live sound effects. That's right. That's we awesome. always do that every week. Um, so this actually was a recommended uh, rapid fire from one of our listeners, um, uh, Michelle Hill. Um, shout out to Michelle. Thank you for uh, for giving us this. She wanted us to do it um, just because she's listened to us a number of times. Every time she listens, she usually sends us a little bit of feedback. But I we figured this is the perfect one for you and. Our topic or our theme is CrossFit movements. Uh-huh. So she wants us to okay. do a rapid fire on those. So we'll start off wall balls or thrusters? Mm. Thrusters. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Shitty. I, I hate them, but I, I don't know. Just for some reason, I think I can last longer doing those than I can wall balls. Wow. Holy really? No, not I. If there was 50. Depends, it depends really? on the weight. 50. I mean, it's not like sure. you've got to prescribe weight for the thruster there either. Yeah, fair enough. If it was a heavy thruster, hell no. But yeah. if it was a light thruster, I could do that. <laughs> okay, uh, next one. Barbell snatch or dumbbell snatch? So do you like the barbell oh, or dumbbell the dumbbell snatch? Dumbbell. Oh. Why? Um, my shoulder mobility is a bit of a hindrance. So, yeah. you know, I find, at least with the dumbbell, I can get it up there and not have to worry about coordinating both arms being back <laughs> far enough to get to extension. Perfect. Mm. I kind of thought you were going to say that. Uh, next one. This is going to be interesting because I'm pull-ups or toes to bar? Because you're fucking awesome at Love both it. of them. Your gymnastics <laughs> capabilities when it comes to kipping on that John, bar. could you uh, demonstrate a pull-up? It helps when you don't weigh much. Well, all right. Fair enough. But I don't, <laughs> you weigh, don't much, weigh much. So, but I, but anyway, pull-ups or toes to bar? Pull-ups. I can definitely bang out more of yes. those than I can toes to bar. How many, what's your max pull-ups unbroken? 35. Holy shit. Unbroken. And I was convinced had we done the, the little challenge for the Christmas party, I yes. would have beaten that. But yes. we didn't wind up doing it. You were, you were pumped and ready <laughs> I, to go. That was the one and only one that I was like, damn it. Let's do this. Well, we should have pushed for That it. is something I'd like to, to try maxing out when, I, when I'm when i feeling healthy. Yeah, and sure. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, good lately. Like my shoulders aren't sore. So that would so we need to just set up a Friday Night Lights. And just have some Although fun. now that you've put it out there, everyone's like, I ain't touching that. <laughs> yeah. John signed up? Forget it. Oh, no, no, no. Jeff Simpson would have kicked my ass on that one. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Because he's, yeah, he's a butterfly. I rarely well, work out with Well, he can do 50 Jeff. butterfly unbroken. I can't right. touch that. Oh. Yeah. I'd like fun. to do the butterfly. I know you oh, say I, I'm not I'd love to enough, chase but... him, but there's no way I catch him. Yeah. Do, you, do you butterfly? Not no. yet. Okay. I'm working on it. Yeah. It takes a lot of strength. Mm. It takes a lot of strength. It's even, yeah, it's even more coordination than I realize mm. to come down out of that right. But people sure. say handstand push-ups is strength, and I find it more technique. So I wonder if butterfly pull-ups... If you just have the right technique. I know I've got the strength for it. It's the coordination of how to fall down through the pole. Right. Mm-hmm. That I'm not. It's the timing. I, it's is, timing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Trying to let Same you Same way as double unders is timing. Yeah. Once once you get yeah, yeah. that timing locked in, it's probably okay. <laughs> and we pulled double unders out of rapid fire because we knew what our answer would be. No fucking way it's going to nope. be double unders. <laughs> it's going to be double unders in January. <laughs> That's right. All right. Next Kinda one. It has to be. Front squat or back squat? Front squat, actually. Prefer front squat. <laughs> At the moment, yeah. Jumped well, out of my chair. With, with my back being a little iffy, right. front squat I find a little bit more comfortable at the moment. Okay. Uh, rower or assault bike? 
I fucking hate the assault bike. The assault bike is awful. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, it's great for fitness, but it's awful for you know, oh, feeling just, like a human. Just yeah, you try off. to you <laughs> try to step off it, you fall over because your legs oh, are yeah. just cooked. All right, next one: individual competition or team competition? Oh, team, team by for, far. Yeah, yeah. I hate relying on myself and. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I mean, competitive as I am, I I like working in a in a small team to yeah. do stuff like that, which is why I'm going to a team competition this weekend with my oh, buddy awesome. Jason. It's gonna be fun. yeah. Shout out to nine oh two in uh, in Bridgewater. 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 Yeah. yeah. What's that? What nine oh two athletics now? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, John and uh, and our friend Jason Hoffman, they're gonna be there competing. What's your team name? Great matter. <laughs> Love it. We have shirts and everything. Awesome. Of course surprise, you do. surprise. That's no, that's no, that doesn't surprise us. Uh, next one, Emom or AMRAP? Emom. Yeah, I, I like the consistency yeah. of Emom. I do too. One it's easier to wrap your head around. Yeah. I can avoid burning out on an Emom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too. I agree. Last one, three of them clean, snatch, or deadlift. What's your preference? Mm, right now, clean. Otherwise, deadlift. Right on. You like to move that heavy weight and deadlift Don't is one of the all. ones that you could. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. A back injury will slow you down a little bit, but you'll get that back. And yeah, it's, you were... it's, it's probably a good thing that I that I did it too because it, it did deliberately, it forced me to slow down a little bit. Right. I think I needed that, mm-hmm. that check on what I was doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> uh, is this over? Is that what's happening? No, it's not over. That's it. I'm over. Um, but <laughs> so, again, we thank you for being on our uh, podcast. We appreciate you me. taking the time. Uh, we're uh, super excited about the new logo. Uh, we know we're we've we've certainly asked you to do a lot of stuff to help and us out we, with this. He means he has. I have asked. Every a time lot. he's I like, think every time I what do, do you think? Elena's what am I like, gonna go back to John with? I'm like, could you like yes, <laughs> just it's awesome. Yeah. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> just let the guy do his own job. But we certainly appreciate all of the stuff and the effort that you've done for us. And we just wanted to give you a small token of our appreciation oh, uh, with a little bit of uh, gift certificates there to our favorite place to go, which is Off Track uh, Brewing awesome. uh, here in Bedford. Um, you know, cool. it's, it's it's a scratch on the surface, but we appreciate everything that you've done. Uh, for all of those out there who are, are avid listeners, uh, check out our new logo, um, QB Marketing. What's the website? QBMarketing.com. QBMarketing.com. If you need any marketing advice, logo work, you know, you're, you're, you're starting a business, you want some help trying to develop a, a concept or some marketing uh, stuff, John's the guy to reach out to. Um, follow along on all of his socials. You are QB Marketing for the company on Facebook and on Twitter. Okay. And of course, Box Jumper Over 40 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Perfect. So give him some support, guys. Uh, check out his podcast, the Box Jumper Podcast. And yeah, thanks for coming, man. We'll, uh, thanks we'll for do it me. again. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is fun. We got to get the three of us on this on a consistent, regular basis. <laughs> this will be fun. I know, but every time we have a guest, I'm just like, I'm like ping pong back and forth. Like, wait a minute, this is my podcast. Yeah, you need but to I'm speak. just one on one. I'm okay, but when there's more, I'm just like Sorry. listening. Like, this yeah. is good stuff. This is good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're listening to it. In I am headphones. listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. All right, man. Thank you for coming, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys. Cool.
Hey, so it's exciting. We have a brand new logo for our podcast. Thanks mm-hmm. to John St. Amand and QB Marketing. Uh, you know, listen, if you need a logo, you need some marketing advice for your business, we're going to tell you right now, reach out to John at QB Marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, he is fucking phenomenal. Like yeah. everything we've asked John to do for us, just off the cuff. Hey, John, we have an idea. Give us some advice. Mm-hmm. He's quick to offer advice. He does tons of stuff for uh, Osprey Athletics, our gym. Um, you know, It's very, it's refined, professional, clean. Yeah. Like, you know, as someone who appreciates that kind of thing, yeah. he just, he gets it. He, he understands what you're looking for and... You know, it's, sure. it's not a hard process at all. It's not at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've had the pleasure of kind of helping him out from a social media side of things for our gym. Uh, he and I kind of help out with the Osprey Athletics uh, social media accounts. And, you know, just, he just, you know, he just gets it. It's, just it's the detail. It's the, just that extra totally bit of detail, detail. that That's makes every, way. and consistency. Yeah. Yes. For the love of God, Marketing 101, brand standards. Yeah. And he gets that and yeah. not you know and not that crossfit is pushing that a ton but i think that's what sets our box apart and john is that that consistency and attention to detail is yeah superior you know and, and listen everybody says every cross crossfit box <laughs> crossfit box that you go to has a community and it's mm-hmm. so amazing to be able to draw from your community and have mm-hmm. great people like john and you know we've got Oh my God, there's so many people. It's it's amazing what our, what our community does for Mm -hmm. each other and just how we just kind of lift each other up and Mm -hmm. support each other in, in so many different ways. And, and, you know, we truly thank John. So we have a new, we have a new logo. So Mm -hmm. if you have yet to see it, check out all of our social media accounts, check out Facebook, Twitter, Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're gonna post those up in the next uh, next few hours. So check it out. Um, they'll be there. Um, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. If you need some help, reach out to John. Mm-hmm. Um, QBMarketing.com. Check him out. Hit That's him me. up. Let him know. So uh, yeah, let's uh, transition into a segment we like to call "What the hell is wrong with people." So this week, John, in uh, but when we were doing our little pre-session before the interview, yeah. he mentioned a couple too, but they're kind of in the same vein. And anyone who emails, which is everybody, will totally get this. When you send an email off to somebody at work or anybody really, and you ask, you know, a couple of different questions, like, Question number one, question number two, question number three, and then you get back an email response with an answer to one, and then you got to go back. Um, as per my previous email, um, I need answers to all. How four. about, or if you give an ultimatum, would you like A or B? And they come back and say yes. Yes. <laughs> no, that wasn't a yes question. <laughs> that, that was, was yeah. pick one. One or the other. So that that's yeah, and right. I don't. I'm very meticulous. <clears throat> Surprise. <laughs> With my email. What is that? Sorry. <laughs> what is that? I couldn't help it. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I am meticulous in every 
every part of my life. Of your life. But in, I'm very I I proofread my emails. I, know you, do. I, you know, I'm not quick to do anything like that. So I just you're that's your anyways. Yeah, just read the whole yes. effing email. Well, yeah, totally. Like if, if somebody sends you an email and they're asking for answers to questions, yeah. they're not asking for answers to questions because they just are feeling like writing more shit down. Yeah. They need the answers yeah. so that they can proceed with what and they need I, to do. I'm a fan when I reply and people have asked me multiple questions, I go back and I say, see my answers in highlighted or all caps or blue font or whatever it is below. And I make a point of answering every, and even commenting with like a happy face, (laughs) you know, here or there. That is no surprise. I like to interject some comedy as well, but just people have no attention span. And I get that because I'm (laughs) the last episode. I think we were, you were talking about something. I'm like, oh my God, it's snowing. Like, Squirrel. I get that. Like yeah. you can be sidetracked, but sure. oh, pay attention, people. That's true. Because God. especially in work situations, it's not, you know, it's not your friend saying, hey, on Friday night, we're going to go downtown. Then we might go here. Then we might go there. And you just go, you just focus in on one place because you're like, oh, great. I want to go to that place. Mm-hmm. It's. But if they said, where do you want to go? Um, what time? And how are we going to get there? Right. Um, yes. 8 p.m. Great. Okay. (laughs) That doesn't, you know, and then it just, so email is really bad because then it's back and forth and back and forth. And I think the rule of thumb, like way, way back when it was like how to work with Outlook was like, if you have responded three times, this is not appropriate for email. Pick up a phone and tell that person. That's true. And today's day and age, it's going to be about, you're going to text before you're Mm -hmm. probably going to email, but in most cases, you know, just to answer the fucking questions. And and salutations. <laughs> I can't stress enough. In a work situation, yeah. one of my so the one of my managers got an email from one of her someone who reports into her and it was like, Hey girl, something something just like not at all appropriate. No. And some texting like you're what like you are yeah, no, 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 that's not appropriate I agree. for work. But uh, I, I, I struggle sometimes with my sign off going, can I say cheers in this situation? Can I say regards? Should I say I don't think cheers is ever appropriate at work. Really? Cheers. No. Okay. What does right. cheers mean? Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Yeah. Two drinks. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't think cheers okay. is ever. I'll stop doing it. I wouldn't, but okay. I. Yeah, I know. You're you a bit know. anal, but that's okay. No, linear. Linear, sorry. Linear. Yeah, yes, yes, right. And just appropriate, right. I don't think. Cheers, depending on depending on where you work, not in our businesses. Okay. I don't think cheers, we're not that relaxed. Okay. Right, we're not wearing denim to work. I wish. Mm. Uh, what's next? <laughs> Let's keep this train rolling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. So that's episode 17 in the books. Episode 18 is coming next week. And mm-hmm. please, you got to tune in. It's a huge one. It's it, our. Is it? It's going <laughs> it's to huge? be. It's going to be huge. Okay. It's our <clears throat> Christmas episode. Um, it's our Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, so tune in. We're going to have lots of things planned. We're going to have lots of fun. Are, um, <laughs> do we have lots of things planned? Um, I okay. hope so. All right. You better plan some shit if you don't have anything planned. All right. We're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so tune in uh, to episode 18. It's going to... Blo- blo- we're going to... 
<laughs> blip, 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 We're going to put it out next week. Um, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. Mm-hmm. It should be fun. Um, so listen up. <clears throat> Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. Yeah. Um, for this week, uh, if you have yet to follow us on uh, social media, please do so. Um, on Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at Night and Day Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Night Day Podcast. Um, hit us up on all the socials. Uh, give us some feedback. Let us know how you uh, how we're doing. Um, if you have some advice, some suggestions for our what the hell is wrong with people. I want some rapid fire suggestions. Some, yeah, some rapid fire themes, themes topics. topics. Um, hit us up with those. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It's we, need we really some need some rapid. Like I feel like that could be a little bit stronger funnier if we had some different are you saying i'm not i'm not creating funny no but you keep thinking up the questions yeah and i have to answer them which is think up some questions i know but it's it's pretty funny when i answer (laughs) not so funny when i answer but i think we need some themes from people like agree i don't know i don't even know but just send us some stuff hit us up um night and day podcast at gmail.com if Mm -hmm. you have a suggestion or hit us up on our socials um we're happy to um respond let you know what Mm -hmm. we think Mm -hmm. um as well please check out our new logo let us know what you think Mm -hmm. give us some feedback um as you can see by the logo if you check it out um we try to incorporate all kinds of things um obviously we're from halifax there's the halifax clock tower Mm -hmm. um a little bit of weightlifter in there Mm -hmm. a little bit of podcast microphone in there Mm -hmm. um you know give us your thoughts let us know what you think um but That's it for this week, guys. Until next time, take it easy. Deuces. Got a nugget, Mama? Uh, I don't know if you'd call it a nugget. It's kind of like a a pre-nugget. No. Hit him with a (laughs) pre-nugget. So our Christmas special is next week. And every time I get up to the microphone, I feel like I'm channeling an old SNL skit. Shwetty balls. (laughs) And... (laughs) I don't do it on purpose, and when I talk in real life, I don't hear it. But the couple times that I've listened to the podcast, <clears throat> I sound like those ladies. You do. But I, <laughs> and they're making fun of people, and I'm just being me. So, but when when I step up to the mic, and we like play around. But there what? are a couple of ladies on uh, broadcast <laughs> networks. Hello, uh, hello, Mister Sweaty Balls. <laughs> And so Alec Baldwin will say, you know, this time of year, there's something I really love to bring out, and that's my balls. <laughs> and the two girls. Ooh, we mm. love balls. I can't wait to get my mouth around those balls. <laughs> Why? Why do I sound just like it? I'm not trying. <laughs> you totally I'm not trying. Sound like it. <laughs> mm. I like the smell of your balls. I like the way they glisten. Yeah. Whip them out. Why? Wow. I know, awesome. but I'm not trying. Can you bring out that voice tonight? <laughs> Stop. It's time to tune out. <laughs> Anywho, maybe we'll prepare a little skit for next week, something a little bit different, but maybe I've got a voice for public radio. Oh. I'm not sure. I missed my calling. But it's good. Anywho, I do like balls. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. On that note, folks, (laughs) until next time, take it easy. Deuces.